This is an ABC podcast. So you're gearing up for a big weekend. Maybe you've got an extra long one, depending on where you are in the country. Regardless, though, it's going to be good. Hey, it's Dave Marchese. This is The Shake Up on Hack. And as always, there's been a bit of heavy stuff in the news this week. But you know what? Let's leave that today. I want to get into the real issues. I'm a little bit scared, to be honest. Last winter was tough just because the house does get so cold. RIP to all the, the young people out there who are going to be getting gaslit or say, like, I never said that oh, or, hey, or that, edit things. That and... could have saved you. I swear way too much. I think Australian swearing is quite colourful. English background, we tend to be a bit more of a prude. On Triple J. Yeah, we only ever cover the big issues of our time on the shake-up. And frankly, if I'm going to do that, I want to cover it with the big identities of our time. So here they are, right in front of me now. First, Mamma Mia journalist and host of the Extraordinary Stories podcast, Emma Gillespie. Hey, Emma. I've Just before we start, I've actually got to turn your mic on. Oh, that would be a good place to start, Dave. Has it been a long week, Dolph? It's been a long week, you know, those microphones. I should really know them after several years in radio. You're excited. I get it. We're excited. We're all excited. What have you got planned for the weekend? Not a lot. I need to sleep. I need to do a lot of that. <laughs> sleep is a big priority for all of us, I reckon. It's been a long few months this year. Um, next guest is obviously the emperor of everything, the voice of our time and the voice of the hack intro, as we always say, Christian Wilkins. A voice of a generation. Oh, the generation, the voice. Can do the intro thing again. It just felt yuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I put on a voice to do my own voice. No, no, no. We've got to do it every time. This is a tradition now. What are your plans for the weekend? Um, well, I went to Newcastle this week and my little kitty's really mad at me, so I'm going to spend a lot of time with her. What's her name again? Kylie Meow. Yeah, that's right. That's <gasps> right. Yeah, yeah, Follow yeah. her on Instagram. I never post on actually follow her. <laughs> um, remember, I want to hear from you guys too. Everything we're talking about today is aimed at firing you up, so get fired up. You know, call in one 555 You can send a message as well 0439757555 Alright guys, let's go Hack Exactly how many North Face jackets do you have? 1,484 Why did you buy so many jackets? On Triple J Hey, it's getting chilly, isn't it? Like, what are we down to? About 10 degrees in some places, a lot lower in others What about Darwin? I think they dropped to 30 degrees this week It's freezing there <laughs> And as we all brace for crazy high gas and power bills, that's what we're being warned, it's time to get out the layers. But not everyone's happy with how we do winter in Australia. Actually, some people think we're taking the piss. Hack. Uh, this is unfortunately uh, a perfect storm uh, of uh, conditions and challenges in our energy market. Oh, Australians in the winter, man. You lot, <laughs> you lot are funny, man. You lot can't wait to bring out the North Face jacket, man. I'm seeing big... Puffy North Face jackets looking Arsene Wenger, you know what I mean? I'm a little bit scared, to be honest. Last winter was tough just because the house does get so cold. Least favourite winter fashion trend. I really hate those sweaters that bulge at the shoulders. Yeah, I'm not a fan either. Oh, listen, mate. Sun's out. Chuck on the North Face. Chuck on the North Face. Why not, mate? You know what I mean? I'm near the beach. It's sunny, but I put a North Face on as well. Oh, coffee? North Face. Oh, I just want to go for a little jog. North Face again. What is wrong with you Australians? North Face puffer coats. Fantastic. It's such a classic. Like, you can't go wrong no, with it. They don't look that, but I'm just not obsessed with it. How long do you plan on wearing these jackets? Uh, I've made it very clear to the Prime Minister and to my National Cabinet colleagues that that'll be until further notice. It's not even that cold, man. All you need is a light jumper and you're ready to roll, bro. On Triple, on triple Jack. Triple Jack. <laughs> 
There are a few issues here, but first, yeah, you might have seen a UK expat living in Sydney's been mocking Aussies for our reaction to winter. He thinks it's a bit of a joke that a lot of us are getting around in huge puffer jackets, mountain wear gear. Look, I could say the brand for the 400th time, but I probably won't on the ABC. Take a guess. I'll lose my job, I reckon. He reckons, anyway, we all just need a light jumper. It's not that cold. So are we sooking? Also, what do you think of the people that deck themselves up in jackets and scarves and stuff up top, but then they get around in the shorts down the bottom? I don't know. Maybe you're one of them. Can someone explain it to me? Call in 1300-555-36. You can message in too. 0439-757-555. With me to chat. Mamma Mia journalist M Gillespie and influencer model Christian Wilkins. M, first, have you been rugging up? I am a bit of a sook when it comes to the cooler weather. I have been rugging up, but I want it on the record. I don't own a puffer. I'm resisting every year. I resist. I feel I'm close to caving though. Yeah, really? What about you, Christian? I mean, if anyone knows fashion, it's you. Tell me, are you a fan of the mountain gear when we get into winter? Oh, not at all. <laughs> My issue with the North Face trend is that it's ugly. <laughs> so everyone ends up looking the same. I do have a bit of a theory about the expensive puffers. I think people buy them, spend heaps of money on them, realise that they live in a climate that's not conducive to ever needing to wear them, but they're like, oh, I sold a kidney to buy that jacket, so I've just really got to commit. Well, that's the thing. Sometimes you'll go overseas, for instance. Some people might go over and think, oh, this looks really good on a lot of people over here in the ski fields of wherever they happen to be, and then they're like, actually, that's not going to work. That's not practical at all. Also, there's nothing worse than being outside when it's really cold, but then also a bit sweaty. Oh, you know that vibe? Yeah. Like, that's not what I want at all. That's true. That's true. It's what's, a lose-lose. What's your favourite winter piece? Do you have a favourite winter piece? Uh, yeah, I have a gorgeous floor-length, like, bright pink coat. Oh. Yeah, love Nice, that. okay. It's subtle, which is what I was going for. <laughs> <laughs> More of those, thanks. You heard it here first. That's the trend this winter. Um, do you think Aussies love to whinge about the cold? Because I think um, that I started to hear complaints about this in about February. People are like, it's getting cold. I don't know what it is, but we seem to have such short-term memory when it comes to cold weather. And then every year we reset and we go through the same thing again. Like, oh, remember when the season changed yeah. and it gets cold again? But also, this is the first winter that most of us have been out and about in like three years, right? So we're exposed to the elements in a way that we haven't been in Yonks, right? Someone on the text line says, tell him to come down the Hobart and see if he thinks it's not that cold, yeah? It's pretty cold in some parts of Australia. And if you're at like altitude, if you're high up, you're going to be feeling it pretty severely this winter. Somebody else says, this guy's out there acting like British people don't get heat stroke when it's over 25 degrees. I remember one time going to London. (laughs) to visit my girlfriend and she was having a party and it was like spring and I rock up to the party and everyone's in board shorts having a pool party I'm like it's 16 degrees what is going on (laughs) front page of the newspaper heat wave hits central London 23 degrees yeah no every year happens well let's go to someone who actually doesn't mind a pair of shorts Mark's on the line g'day Mark what's what's your opinion on all this yeah, look, I'm a, I'm a, a shorts 365 man. Um, you know, like it gets gets a little bit chilly in, in winter in Australia. Sure, you get the odd occasional day, but throw on a jumper, a jacket, you know, maybe even a beanie from the mountains, and, and you're fine. But your legs just short. Yeah, really. But don't you reckon it like yeah. just makes the rest of you cold? Like, shouldn't you just? There's practical ways. Come on, Mark. There's a better Mark's way to do it. Mark's got pins and he wants to show them yeah. off. That's what I'm hearing. Oh, I feel right. like it is. It is the easiest way to spot a homosexuale in winter <laughs> is because they're rugged up up top, tiny little booty shorts. 
It's funny. Look, a lot, a lot of people, a lot of people are into it, and we see it all the time, especially around the coastal areas. Thank you so much for calling up, Mark. We appreciate that. I want to know. There's a bigger issue here, and that's our homes, right? Because if we talk about the cold weather, like if you're renting, for instance, a lot of our houses weren't designed for the cold in Australia, and we like to see ourselves as a really summer country, but we don't think about winter too much. When did you know? Actually, more people die from the cold weather in Australia than from heat waves. Whoa. So that's definitely a thing. There are statistics out there that kind of back all that up. What do you think, Christian? Do you reckon we're just not equipped to deal with the cold weather here? So we feel it more because maybe in other countries, in Europe, in other places where it does get really cold, their homes are just designed better. Absolutely. And I know, especially in Sydney, a lot of the homes aren't double insulated. Down in Melbourne, you know, their home's are prepared for the cult. But up here, we just aren't. And it's almost like we're forgetting or it was never set up in the first place and we've never bothered to actually fix it. My place last night was freezing to the point that I fell asleep in a hoodie with like the hoodie up around my face because I was so freezing. Oh, yeah. It's a big thing. And what about you, Em? Do you struggle sometimes or have you in, in rentals or places that you've been in with like heating the place? Definitely in rentals when you you might have moved in in the summer and you don't know what to expect. You get to winter and it's like, oh, this is how it's going to be then. But I do think it's so much easier to rug up in winter, like pop on your hoodie, get a blankie or whatever. And I feel that the extremes of winter are over a lot quicker than the extremes of summer. It feels sometimes like we have an endless like six-week heat wave and I find it a lot harder to like cool down than I do to get cosy. Somebody says on the text line, the puffer jackets are much like the four-wheel drive that people drive around the city. They get them because they're trendy, not because they need them. And somebody else says, I resisted the puffer, but last winter I got a heated jacket. It has a battery pocket. Whoa. I mean, I kind of love that. That's some Silicon Valley jacket. What the hell? So you can just charge your phone as you're walking around town? That sounds amazing. Someone else says, I live in the snowy mountains and only put my shorts away this week because the wind was a little sharp. Anyone outside of Tassie and the Alps that say it's too cold is a sook. So we've got some really big opinions there. Um, You know, we've been hearing there's a real energy crisis in Australia at the moment. Um, Bills are skyrocketing. They're expected to get a whole lot worse. We had state and federal energy uh, ministers meeting this week to talk about it. Em, do you reckon governments have really stuffed this up for us and should have been better prepared? I think what's become pretty clear over the last few weeks is that no one knows what to do and everyone's passing the buck on who should take responsibility for it. So we saw that crisis meeting this week with the energy minister and, and state energy ministers And it sort of feels as though everyone is playing catch up and and trying to figure out where to go from here. But it sort of strikes me that how are we this underprepared? Why hasn't there been more action up until this point? Why haven't we been looking into making like solar more, solar panels more accessible? Or why isn't there more incentive or initiative around around that. Yeah. Any thoughts, Christian, on this one? Do you think that it's like a crisis that we're just, you know, not ready for that we that, that we should have been preparing for earlier? Absolutely. And I think that we also need to look at um, elevating the renewable energy target. Currently, it's at like 20%, which it's been at for years now. Mm. And I think if we look at sort of increasing that to ensure that we're actually using sustainable electricity and energy, we're going to be pushing towards an, a, a way that we can actually move forward in the future and not have this thing happen again. Yeah, 
lots of messages coming through. Uh, plenty of people talking about how hot or cold it is, how much we are sooks or how much we are not. Um, somebody says, I don't personally do the jacket, scarf up top, shorts below. Majority of your body heats around your core and you lose most of it through your head, hands and feet. So as long as you rug those areas up, it's fine. Another person says, as a Scotsman living in Melbourne, let me tell you the winters are effing freezy. That's Willie from Melbourne. Willie. And another person, <laughs> Willie, Willie knows. And another person says, I was gifted a stylish puffer. It's effing mint. There's a lot of swearing going on in these text messages. Can you guys? <laughs> Feels very apt. Yeah, keep listening <laughs> for later passion. in the show. <laughs> yeah. I was gifted a stylish puffer. It's effing mint. I'm thin and on blood thinners, my teeth chatter and I shiver once it's 20 degrees. Whoa, that's um, that's extreme, right? Okay, guys, I think it's time to move on from that. Pack. Have you ever sent a message only to immediately realise you didn't quite say what you intended? All the time, actually. Uncle J. Yeah, something a bit more scandalous now. Did you hear that Apple's latest mobile update has got some controversial new changes? Have you ever regretted sending a message straight after you sent it? Because soon you'll be able to turn back time. Pack. iOS 16 features a new way to message. You'll be able to edit and recall a message within minutes of sending it. Phew. You like a little bit of drama? Mm-mm-mm. This messy world has just gotten a little bit messier. Have you ever sent a message only to immediately realize you didn't quite say what you intended? Um, yeah. All the time, actually. Well, no worries, because now you can edit any message you just sent. So embarrassing typos can be a thing of the past. The iMessage app in iOS 16 is getting a new undo send feature, as well as the ability to edit chats you've already sent and mark threads as unread. So, RIP to all the, the young people out there who are going to be getting gaslit or say, like, I never said that or, oh, hey, or that, edited things. That and... could have saved you. If only that feature had come out I know. a couple months ago. I know. I think it could be very dangerous. I'm going to be drunk and say the wrong thing and then I can change it. Untriple <laughs> J. Oh, my gosh. The most sinister laugh I've ever heard. But maybe... We need to hear it. What do you think of these changes? Actually, here's a question. What's the one message that you wish you could have edited or taken back? Let me know. Call in one 536 or you can mess in 0439757555, but you can't take it back. Once you message in, we've got it. <laughs> Time to hear what the experts think on the Shake Up today. We've got M Gillespie from Mamma Mia and social media star, Identity of Everything, Christian Wilkins. Christian, let's start with you. I reckon you could have really used these features over your lifetime what do you think yeah definitely when i was like a gaby i definitely sent out a few <laughs> little text messages that i would love to like come back like second date getting really <laughs> emotional like that was so beautiful i can't oh, wait to see us together in my life and like no. never heard from again but then on the flip side i really do get the gaslit thing like you can just send people potentially abusive texts and then take them back yeah, well, there's, but you can't take them back from a person. Well, there's a catch, right? So you'll only be able to edit or recall a message for up to 15 minutes after it was sent. So that's kind of a little caveat there. Em, what are we thinking of this? My first thought was everyone has their phones on them constantly. So the chances of like if you accidentally send a message that you want to take back, 
the chances have got to be pretty high that the person's going to see it before you get to recall it anyway, right? Yeah. I just think the the way I see it as a good thing is sometimes I'll send a message and maybe it's a joke or something, but it hasn't come across really well or it sounds awkward and I'm like, oh, no, maybe they're not going to read that properly. It was better a spoken thing, not a written thing. I want to take it back. Um, so maybe, I don't know, people think that's good. I want to go to someone on the phone lines now. Tiff's called in. Tiff, what do you think about all this? Um, I would definitely love to take back a few things. Uh, Tell us. <laughs> definitely one for sure. Uh, I was in a group chat with only boys. I was the only girl when I was back in year seven or something. And I had just got in out of the shower so I was just in my towel. I was just like sending a quick message, like, and all of a sudden my phone dropped. And in that, when I caught it, it managed to oh. actually send the no. photo oh, no. to all of these guys in the group chat. What? So oh, hold so on. In the. Oh my God. I'm so sorry this At happened to you. Such so a vulnerable like revenge porned yourself. So, yeah. You could yeah. charge yourself with that. Yeah, what the hell? So you, so your phone dropped. It took a photo and sent. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah, look, that is something that you would want to take back, isn't it? Um, certainly. Tiff, that was the exact kind of example that I needed to hear from someone. So thank you so <laughs> much for calling in. I really appreciate it. And thanks for sharing very bravely your experience there. Yeah. Um, what do you think, Christian? Do you think this is going to lead to more fights, more toxic exchanges? You kind of hinted to this a bit earlier, more passive aggression and that sort of thing. Definitely. Because, I mean, if you're like actively in a fight with someone and you know they're on their phone, it's definitely within the 15 minutes, you can definitely send someone something and then just take it back. And I appreciate maybe you can screenshot it, but Mm. is that really your first reaction when someone sends you an abusive text? It's interesting. I hadn't really thought about it from that angle because I was thinking there's a certain serendipity that I love about typos. Like the ad for this feature, there's a guy texting someone and it's like, hey, babe, but he means to say, hey, Gabe. And I'm like, you corrected that, but you just missed out on an opportunity yeah. to have a PJ with Gabe. I like that that was Gabe. Apple's, like, worst thing. Imagine if you called another man, babe. Bum, bum, bum. That could have been a cornerstone of their friendship yeah. going forward. They and could have we'll, kicked it along a bit, yeah, for sure. lose those moments. That's true. Um, we've got a few messages coming through on this. Someone says, I once sent my partner's family a dirty video of a lady performing a sexual act. Ooh. Um, Now I've been kicked out of the family group chat. That's from Matt in the Central Coast. Matt, what the hell? Amanda says she's switching to Android because of all this. She's not ready for these changes and is getting out pretty early. Another person says, I once typed, one time I typed a spicy URL into a Facebook chat because I didn't realise the cursor wasn't in the URL bar. I was so glad that it didn't get seen straight away. And Emily has come through with my mates and a dick pic to his mother-in-law. His mother in, in his mother-in-law is gay. All right, so there we go. I don't. I feel like she probably wouldn't have appreciated it regardless of the sexual. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think. Yeah. I don't think that was um, relevant. But wow, some really, really big kind of um, confessions coming through, and I can understand why people would want to see these changes. And it makes sense because Apple reckons that it's doing this because everyone was begging them to do it. What's the one text that you wish you could take back? I don't know. I feel like nearly every text I send, I wish I could take back. I'm always, I never really look at them properly before I send them. And so it's constantly like, 
and it looks bad from a journalist, right? Just grammatical, yeah. like bombs and Wrong just horrible. Oh, everything. Like I think I was messaging you earlier, Christian. And I was like looking at it, I was like, oh, that's what am I doing? Like I'd take back all the messages, I think. But that's a problem because then you're going to over-edit yourself instead of just being the true hot mess over text mm-hmm. that you really are. No, I want the over-edited version, thank you. Um, I do think that a lot of people are supporting this. We're getting we're getting a lot of messages in about this one. Um I'm actually excited about the Mark read conversations as unread bit because it's a kind of a reminder to come back to, I don't know how organised you guys are, like what your messaging etiquette's like. No etiquette. Okay, no etiquette. Christian, are you pretty good with like staying on top of replying to people and all that sort of thing? I mean, I do always have my phone by my side. I will reply within 30 seconds. Oh, that's amazing because I don't. So I'll get a message read it, forget to reply, and then I just forget to ever go back to it. And then I've got all of these conversations that have just stopped at me because I haven't replied. That's me. And three weeks later, you wake up in the middle of the night and you're like, I didn't reply. Exactly. I like it from the thought of like, sometimes your friend's talking to you and it's about something flippant and then they kind of throw in something that's a little more serious. And it's sort of a bit like, I I really appreciate this. I want to come back to it. I just don't necessarily have the time right now. I'll circle back to this in like an hour. Okay. Yeah, that's that's actually quite a good... I could actually do that, but I don't. So I don't know why I don't do that. Um, but yeah, like I, I'll often leave messages unread because I'm not ready to reply to them. So in my message mm. inbox, it's all kinds of unread messages. I do think people that have read receipts on are uh, a certain kind of psychopath. Uh-huh. I do think that's weird behaviour. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, I, I don't know anyone in my friend group that has them on, but there are people out there. Maybe it's you. Please message in 043975755. Christian? My best mate has read receives on and I sent him a message one time being like, it really upsets me that sometimes you leave me on read for like a week. Anyway, got left on read for three weeks. Wow, I was like, Girl. that's a move. Uh-huh. Bold move. Uh, somebody else says, is no one thinking of the ducks? The autocorrect, yep, of course. <laughs> autocorrect to duck instead of yep. Um, somebody else says, this feature will be ducking horrible. Another person says, I think this is so enabling of people not thinking before they speak. Like, take some responsibility for yourself. Mm. And another person says, I've definitely sent messages on the Triple J text line before that I've processed the possible interpretation. Sometimes on the text line, actually, we do get messages that are not intended for us. They're meant to go to partners, like there's spicy stuff that comes through and we're oh like, oh God. no, does this put, and I often wonder I accidentally sent it to Triple J again. <laughs> I think we need a capsule series of hack investigating yeah. the archives of the text line. We can go into it. We can definitely go into it. Um, I don't know what this is all about though. Like Apple's saying, yeah, everyone wanted it. That's why we're doing it. Do you think that Apple's trying to make iMessage more competitive with other stuff that's out there that a lot of people are using. Like, do you guys use WhatsApp, for instance? Like, that's big in my friendship group. We use a lot of WhatsApp, um, you know, because it has some features that the others don't. I send a lot of voice notes. Annoying for some oh, people. So inconsiderate, oh, Dave. Oh, really? The but in WhatsApp, memo. in WhatsApp, you can listen in double speed. So it doesn't take any time at all to listen. If you're sending a voice memo, you're assuming that the person <laughs> receiving it has the time and the headphones yeah. oh, they've to got just the time. listen. I get voice memos. My best friends do this constantly and I'll be at my desk like 
I can't just, I know it's going to be inappropriate as well. I can't just play that blast out across the Mamma Mia office. Also, I don't want to have to listen to 20 seconds of you talking nonsense to actually get to what you're talking about. Oh my gosh, what nonsense. <laughs> it's good stuff. It's good quality stuff. <laughs> Guys, prepare for two extended voice notes can't after wait. this show. Um, are there any features that you'd like to see included in the next update? Like if you were thinking, what things could I change? Is there any, for me, I think it would be removing the unread count. I don't know whether you can do this, but you know how it will say you've got like 20 unread messages or something? Because again, I'm not really good with the message etiquette. I let things build up and then I get very anxious about how much is just waiting for me to reply to it. I'm a bit worried about you, Dave. Yeah. Like, I feel we need to unpack this in a safer space. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm... Radio's the safest space. No, I'm just... It's just the three of us here. Feeling really uncomfortable, Let guys. It it's, it's time to move the F on. Yeah. Swearing, swearing, but you can go overboard with it. It's, it's more a form of expression more than anything. On Triple J. Yeah, what's with people from overseas roasting us this week? Another British expat on TikTok apparently completely shocked by the amount of swearing that we down under that Australians do. He reckons there's something wrong with us, that we sound aggressive the way we speak, scream at each other, swear, call each other names. Is this a thing or is it a massive stereotype? Also, if you hate swearing and you're always cringing every time you're around mates or other random Australians that do it, I want to hear from you. Let me know, 0439 Time to get into it now with our... Language warning! ...piece of shit panel, Christian Wilkins <laughs> and M Gillespie. No, it's fine, guys. It's a term of endearment, you know. Absolutely. Um, M, are you a big swearer? Look, I had to reflect on this and admit to myself that I actually have come to swear like a sailor somehow over time. Or an Australian. Exactly. <laughs> That's the term now. I really do swear a lot, but I think that it's because... Swearing to me like really endears people. Like there's an instant barrier that's broken, especially when you're making friends or maybe in a professional setting and you're not quite sure what their vibe is. And like, are we allowed to swear in this segment, Dave? Oh, I'm (laughs) not. I won't. But if someone drops, like if someone someone drops an F-bomb or whatever, like you just... I'm glad you did not. It endears me to them. Yeah. I was interviewing someone today for a podcast and she was this like psychologist with 6,000 degrees and super duper really intelligent, intimidating woman. And I was talking to her thinking, oh, my God, she's so much more clever than I am. She thinks I'm an idiot. And she got to the end of an answer to a question and she just went, oh, sorry, and that was S word. I'm in the worst effing form today. And I was instantly just like, oh, we're friends now. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And there's been some research into this, actually. They've found in like a few different studies that swearing sometimes is associated with less lying and deception. So swearers could be more honest. Does that surprise you, Christian? Yeah, a bit. <laughs> Are you a swearer? I'm a big swearer and oh. I only ever realise it when I'm around my sister's little kids and I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh that's oh, the time. Yeah. Yes, like, oh. me with my nephews, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I can understand why this man's upset coming from the country of highbrow TV shows like Geordie Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> Told me everything I know. Yeah. <gasps> yeah, it's true. We've got some messages coming through. Somebody says F is just an exclamation mark in Australia. Yeah, for some There are some words that can only really be expressed with a good... Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, we hear you. And somebody else says, yeah, 
C word. Um, see you in the NT is what they've written there. Um, and somebody else says Dave's a psycho, so that's cool, and that's a nice way to kick off. Oh my God. A psycho, but a cutie patootie. Step oh, off our cutie you. psycho, nah, please. He's doing his best. It's true. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a mess. That's what you can tell from this show. Um, and producer Serge has just reminded me that I swore in front of the boss's kid, which is true. <laughs> I, we were on a Zoom meeting the other day with my boss, and she had the child up on her lap. And you're right, Christian, when they're around, little yeah. kids, that's yeah. when it all starts to come out. I was going to town, ripping through it, F this, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, it didn't make me feel good. Do you think that people who do swear need to be a bit more conscious of other people maybe not having the same feeling towards those words, Christian? Like, I'm sure that there are a lot of Australians who hate swearing. Nah, F em. <laughs> here, here. M? I just think if you have a deep problem with hearing curse words, like what's going on there? You're taking yourself too seriously. Lighten up. I do think sometimes the C word can be a little bit abrasive depending on who's saying it and the context with which they're saying it. Mm. But the F-bomb, there's nothing like it, nothing better. I want to say it so bad. So no, bad. Do I not can't say wait it. to get off air. Do not say it. Do not say it. I mean, Bryce Mills' breakfast show will often say, um, to get around it, he'll say, F me, see uncensored. That's what he says. So, I mean, there's little get arounds that you can that you can do on radio. That's, that's hard work. That's yeah. his. That's his. That's way too wordy. Um, somebody said, don't really swear at each other. It's more to be funny or emphatic. And somebody else says, swearing is a form of honesty. You know your limits. Another person, swearing definitely breaks the ice it's natural and a psychologist has messaged in and says i'll often swear during a session for that exact reason that suddenly the boundaries or barriers come down and it's like we're on a bit more of an even playing field and we've got our canberra political reporter actually claudia that's messaged in claudia long and she says can't trust people who never swear i'm sus on them claude monet thank you so much for that we appreciate <laughs> Your contribution, especially when you're on leave. Um, thanks, guys. That's all we've got time for God, on it the shaker. Yeah. It's, it's, it's flown by. Huge. Best way to kick off a long weekend, though. That is all we have time for Hack for the shake up this week. A huge thanks to our incredible panel, Mamma Mia journalist M Gillespie, and the one, the only, Christian Wilkins. And a big thanks to the hardworking Hack team, executive producer Claire Bloomer, our senior producer Serge Negus, and our reporters Joe Lauder, Ellie Grounds, Edwina Story, AJ Williams, Rachel Ruska, and Chantelle Alcouri. I'll catch you next week. This is an ABC podcast.